Hi, everybody. Mike Shope, Adam Crotworth, The Deep End, late November. Burr. <laughs> In the Northeast. We'll get uh, caught up on all the big football action of recent days, starting with that flag football game Adam and his family was partaking in last Thanksgiving, last week on Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, we'll talk FFPC playoffs. I love the format so much. I just love the drama. You know, Monday night's game, last night's game was not so loaded with players, but still like the – and I'll tell a story that Adam already knows about – he and I last night in a league we're in together. Uh, hope everybody did well. And although I'm seeing a lot on Twitter, a lot of familiar names are talking down about their seasons. We'll get into it. Looking ahead to week 13, if you're in the FFPC playoffs, big waiver week, of course. If you're not, still probably is, like most leagues are still going. So we'll cover that too and talk a little Josh Jacobs. Got You can't have a fantasy show in 2022 without talking about Josh Jacobs. Mike Shope, Adam Crotworst. Powered by Draft Sharks, welcome. We are the Deep End. So, how did your game go? It it was fun. It was fun. It was it was a good game. The youth, the youth of, of America. Uh, we had a turkey bowl. I got picked off by an eleven year old, which was the highlight of my of my day naturally um great wrong great. wrong read or no no i was just a my son wanted a deep ball and i threw it it was it was a slightly under underthrown um and the kid made a great made, made a great play on it so i made my son run routes for two hours when we got home to say hey this is how you fight back for the ball it's how you fight for your quarterback okay i, I don't know everybody does that sound like the right amount of accountability <laughs> slightly underthrown slightly underthrown make a play for your dad once in a while okay <laughs> come on but no it was a great time the kids had fun uh you know it was just such a such a joy but that'll be it's nice to see them doing it so i don't have to be sore all day on thanksgiving anymore so i didn't make it we talked you, last week you, you did maybe, not no no maybe there was a chance of that but I there was a scenario, there was a path, Adam. There was a path, but <laughs> like the, the Bills played on Thanksgiving Day, and the week. Let's see. Sunday, I was at uh, Great Wolf Lodge, Niagara yeah. Falls, Ontario, has a Great Wolf Lodge, and just away from you know, I want to have my computer and I want to have my phone and I want to have you know the radio on or the TV on or both. Like I gotta be sort of in my bubble. Not that I have to be, but I, I've gotten really paranoid if I'm not. Like, Sunday before last, I was driving. We played a board game in the morning, and it was the, the Cleveland-Buffalo game. I host the post-game show for the Bills Radio Network, and I like to be easily in my chair at work by kickoff. But we played this board game, and it dragged on. 11.30 is when the inactives come out, and it was like 11.45, and I didn't have a lunch plan, and I'm just sort of <laughs> scrambling, you know, like – and I know, of course, I had checked lineups over and over, but it's still, does anybody else relate to this? Like, it still feels like right up until one o'clock that I had missed something. And so yeah. this Sunday, I'm at a, at a water park all morning and in Canada, trying to, you know, getting Wi-Fi and everything. And the Chicago quarterback drama was playing out and just like, what do I do? So I'm there with 10 
you know, family members and relatives and just sort of, ah, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't have a problem. I just thought maybe I did have a problem and wasn't sure all yep. the way up until it was too late to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and plus you're, you're, you're a score watcher. So you're used to like being able to sit there and watch all the school, which I started to dabble a little bit this week. Uh, and it was exhilarating. I was watching my 5k <laughs> matchup this week and I was like, Oh, I, I had to change some stuff up. Cause I'm one of those guys on Twitter. That's doing my best to stay, to stay positive for all of you guys that are, that are doing so, so well, but it's just been a, br- a brutal year, but the five K is doing well. And so I thought I'd follow that. And that was, that was, that, that was exciting. It was exciting, exciting to do. I think that's maybe good advice. If you do want to follow your games on Sunday is to pick your best team sure, and center on that. And if it's like, for me, that's the draft sharks invitational yep. and that's a best ball team. So that's more chances of winning, you know, like yep. it's 25 players, Yeah, you know? So, um, that might be good. You want to feel good at the end of it. It's already – you already know, especially if you're like I, – I, I think if you're a, a parent and like your kids are playing somewhere else in the house and your wife is doing something else and she needs you to move a chaise lounge or something <laughs> and you're just watching the Bears and the Jets, you already feel bad about yourself. You can't change that. You're, you're going to feel bad about that. Right. But So if you're if, – in terms – within fantasy, at least focus on a team that you like. Yep. And not, uh, you know, make it worse. Absolutely. Well, we do have some teams and some uh, players to talk about. First, I thought a martini report was in order. So here we are. We've been on for, you know, not three years, but it's our third season being on. And often I'll have a drink over here. I'll get off my radio show at seven. Yep zip home and then pour something to sort of relax with you. And if anybody cares, often that drink is a martini, but this is the first time you've ever seen one with olives in it. Three olives. Four even. Four, Four. olives. And I like olives, but usually it's just like not worth the trouble. You can see I have no toothpick. Yep. A, a cocktail connoisseur would disapprove of this because there is no <laughs> toothpick. But I thought in honor, if you can share that screen. The olives, that's right. In honor of the olives who got into the FFPC Football Guys Championship playoff with the ninth most points. I mean, cheers. Incredible. Deep end olives, that's you. I'm draft guy, naturally, down there, slumming it down there at the four hole. Uh, And I'm playing against uh, Nick Constantino, the one seed of Go Bills, the main event champs from, from last year. So all three of us did this. Do you know, you would know that. When did we do this? This wasn't... Was this random that we got into this, or did were the three of us messaging during? I don't I don't remember this. I think Nick. I don't think we talked to Nick about joining, but you and I. I'm not sure. I got to find out. Okay. I bet if we go back into the deep end archives, we can talk <laughs> That's about. Right. We we'll can find. find it. it might have even been on the show when they do a football guys. It was June, I think. Adam, I can find that out actually okay. without yeah, no, changing yeah, yeah, the screen. Yeah. So, but yeah, June sixteenth. No, June sixteenth. There you go. It's great to see. Normally we don't want to do this, right? Because we don't want to compete with each other. But here, here we are. All three of us made, made the playoffs. It's funny. I'm looking. I'm the I'm, I'm the four seed, and I wanted to. I didn't get a chance to tweet out today, but I wanted to tweet out like, like say like how do you say that you never win fantasy games without actually saying it? And I wanted to post all of my seeds for all the playoffs that I made it in in the FFBC. None of them are one or three seeds. Not a single one. They are all twos and fours. 
It was all on points. Every right. one of them. It was, it was, it was that type of year. Uh, but uh, Hey, I'm glad to be in it. Um, and I got a tough matchup with Nick, although I think he's got Najee Harris on this team and I am hoping crossing my fingers that he doesn't play. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Oh, right. Yeah. That was dramatic last night. Do you want to tell a quick story about you and I interacting through last night with respect to this league, or do you want me to tell it? Go ahead. Tell it. So I had a pretty light night. I mean, I had done pretty well. I have seven of these football guys teams and, and turns out five are in the playoffs. Three are automatic and our two main event teams with Louis G both were automatic. So I didn't have anything on last night. The closest thing I could find to a sweat was your team. So I, I beat you in that league this week. And your points thing, if you show that standings page oh, again, yeah. yep. it was super close. The guy at seven and five was six and five. You were six and five. Thompson, Credigree, six and five. So you had four six and five teams. And, you know, what was going to happen? So I had it in my head that if anybody in that group could win, they were going to be automatic. It turns out that was wrong because I was that team. Right? <laughs> Cause was first on record. Yeah. Somebody was going to be second on points. That was up in the air. Thompson got it with Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Had enough from Jonathan Taylor. So he gets the two. And I had just sort of blanked that my team was the second record team once I had beaten you. And our game was over on Sunday. So then it was points between the four or even maybe five teams yeah. otherwise. And you had nobody. One guy had Taylor. Credigree had Campbell. Yaga had Najee, Fryermuth, and Pittman. Or is that right? Something like Deontay that. Johnson, maybe, instead of Okay. Pittman. Anyway, look how close it ended up. Adam at 37 points. Yaga at 34 points. Credigree, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Yaga. Credigree uh, at 34 points. Thompson at 44 points. It was so tight in there. And end of the night, I don't want to say anything to Adam because I think he's lost because of the record thing. I think the fact that there was going to be one points team in my mind meant that he had lost. So I'm not texting Adam. He texts me. I think I got it. I immediately respond. I think you're wrong. <laughs> well, it's like midnight. Yeah, it's like midnight. Yeah, exactly. And I, cause I just went through, look at the point, like, Oh, I think I think I'm in. Uh, and then I was like, Oh no, I forgot about the wins thing. So then I just assumed. And then, 1230 hits and everything rolls over and I made it. I mean, and I think Nick was te Nick's texting. Nick texted me too. He's like, Did, I, th I think you got in. I'm like, so, so that's what made me go back and look. And there I was. Uh, it was great. Nick says, I think you got in. You're like, Mike said I didn't, you know, <laughs> and Mike's so, never wrong about stuff like well, that. Well, I mean, I did spend a lot of time on the math. I didn't have any action. So yeah. I'm doing your action and texting him about it. And the whole time I'd forgotten my own team in there. So, Whatever time, I mean, it's New Year's Eve or better. Last night, that night where you want you want to see everything flip and who you're going to play. Yeah. And so I waited up well into the night for that. As soon as I see you with that little number four, I'm like, Adam, I, I was mean, wrong. I, I was so happy to say it. I was wrong. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I needed that. Yeah. No, it was not. It was nice, nice to get in there. Uh, I was sweating out uh, a main event where I missed the playoffs by one point. The Colts defense couldn't get me five points. Two sacks in the opening drive. Couldn't get the five. Oh, and a, wow. I know. I know. Two sacks oh. in the opening drive. Couldn't get the five points. Just another hey, back. What, 
What was the play you texted me about? Yeah, that so that was a play where so you know my Monday night routine, AK Slickster. I'm on Call of Duty playing <laughs> because I can't like I can't handle the prep. Like I just it gets me the anxiety is through, through, through the roof. So I'm on, I'm playing Call of Duty and I'm with a, with a bunch of fantasy football buddies and I got the game out like right next to, to, to the screen so I can I can do both. And I look over and a Colts player falls at the a defender falls at the 15 yard line like running in for a touchdown. Like, oh my God, did he just did he just catch an interception and he was about to take it back for a score and win me this whole whole thing? And that's when I texted you, goes to commercial. Well, I rewind it. It was a kick. It was the opening kickoff return to the second half. And he takes it all the way back to the 15. And the last guy trips him up and he falls. I'm like, oh my God. Oh I'm like, that's my. okay. I've got the whole second half to get one turnover. And of course, it's Terry Bradshaw out there. Just what hasn't hasn't thrown a pick in three weeks. The guy's sensational. But see, um, that's why I didn't understand your Terry Bradshaw. He threw a million interceptions. <laughs> he threw more interceptions than he threw touchdown passes for his whole career. I think was that him or was that Joe Namath? I know I know Joe Namath did for sure. It might have been both. Bradshaw, I want to look it up now, but I think Bradshaw was like one difference between touchdowns and picks. That's why I didn't get it. Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's awful. You had a lot of that this year. You're talking about the two and four seeds, and I think you tweeted today that you had three teams that just missed. Yeah, I had three. I had three five seeds. Like two of them were third in the league in scoring, and one of them was that one I'm talking about. That was that was a point out. So it's like you know, it's like NFL teams, right? It's like the the, the Ravens or the bit like they're just you know you're in every game and it's one score games, right? One year you might be two and six, the next year you're gonna be six and two. In one score game, so that's just it's it's been a it's been like a an zero and eight or a one and nine season for me this year in one score game, but um, and that's it. The difference between one point. And that's why we like I encourage everybody, you know, listen to all the podcasts, do all the research you can do because I missed the playoffs by one point. That was that was any number of a hundred decisions throughout the course of the year. Like you like you can't just oh well you know I made a mistake or oh well I forgot to pick up a kicker or oh well the deep like. One point, one point could could, have, could cost me a million bucks, you know, because that team I don't know specifically who's on it, but that was that was a really rock, rock solid team. So, um, so yeah, it's just it's one point can keep you in or out. And the thing about these about the FFBC and uh, even the FFWC is just the way that it's structured. The last week you can go from like I was a two seed in the one that we, that we just showed. I was almost out. You go from a two seed. You score 130 points and you're out just like that. It's like, it's the way that it's structured is just, was just wild. Is there, I'm thinking, I'm guessing you've thought about this maybe a lot. Is there anything about the FFPC playoff format you would change? Um, Practically. I mean, yeah, there's, there's major things you could do. Like I love the playoff format being like, if it was um, just total, total points for, for the league for the next two weeks, um, I know they do that for like their, their, their cash leagues. Right. So it's like, it's, it's victory points to get to the playoffs and then it's total points. You would like total, that more. I would like that more um, than, th- that, than this. I would also for the seating, I would prefer like a, a record points, points record maybe. Cause I just feel like maybe it's cause it's just this year where I didn't get any one seeds, but I was like, look, if you're the third highest scoring team, Man, it's just to not to not make it. I feel like is just really brutal when a lot of these teams, like you have teams that are you know sixth, seventh, eighth scoring. Like you want the best teams to win the money, not the luckiest teams. And I know whatever there's head to head, there's going to be luck, luck involved. But I think there 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 could be a 
there's probably better ways to do it, but this is fine. It's just, it's just one of those years where it just didn't work out. Cheers. Cheers to deep, to deep bad olives running hot, running, running pure. I'm excited about the olives. I'm excited about the cherries, but I don't drink Manhattans. <laughs> uh, my cherries team, we all drafted in Canton and I'm hoping to fly the flag for that team. There you go. In the FPC playoffs too. Nice. All right. The story of the fantasy football season, I think, is Josh Jacobs. And in this all-important week 12 in FFPC leagues, what a performance. Over 300 yards. Rightly, there was a lot of conversation about how most of the industry didn't want Josh Jacobs, dismissed him. I don't want to say all because there are so many of us and we're not all right. watching the rest of us. And there, it's never everybody. Like somebody would have had a reason. Why would you have advocated for Josh Jacobs? He's really good, I think, is one reason why you would have done that. And that, I think, is a key point. I certainly was not drafting Josh Jacobs. But there's so much structure in – well, what do we have with the Raiders? We had – other running backs we'd heard of. We had the Hall of, we played in the Hall of Fame game. We had a coach who had a history of intermingling other running backs. But I've said this before to you. I think the single best factor that gets overlooked is, well, how did it go? How good are these people? And what would you do if you want to make it about that? Because we're always sort of condescending to coaches why would they, why do you play this guy you know why do you why does brian robinson play over gibson all the different situations we think we know more fine you're you're entitled to that what would you do in that situation optimally jacobs was somebody think about before last year last year's narrative on jacobs was throw it to him he's good enough to catch yeah. the ball and you don't have anybody better than that people mocked the other guys you could still have done that this year. You could have looked at that the same way. They don't pick up the fifth-year option. Oh, we've had other running backs where they aren't going to pick up the fifth-year option, run them into the ground. Derrick Henry, for a minute, was this guy. Just run. They're going to run him into the ground. That could have been said about Jacobs. He can catch it, so what would you do as a coach? That could have been said about Jacobs. Mostly, we weren't looking at it that way, and that is the point. The lesson in Jacobs is, how are you looking at the whole picture? Are you looking at the whole picture? So I don't regret being among the many analysts who didn't really draft Jacobs, but I, I think I understand why it happened. Yeah. And, and I will say you're absolutely right in the fact that like, we can't say there, there are a lot of analysts out there. And I know for a fact that Matt Schauf spoke very highly of Josh Jacobs and was drafting him at cost often. I know we, I remember doing podcasts, uh, live podcast in studio with me, you, him, and Jared, where he, he would talk about him and doing draft shows where he probably drafted him in one of those potathons that we did. Um, and he might even have him in that team that you're competing against. Uh-huh. That, I'm looking that, for it. I'm going to go get it. Yeah, perfect. So so Matt Schau from DraftSharks.com, and he didn't even he, – he certainly didn't reach out to me to say this. I You know, that's not Matt, but I – so I know for – I know that Matt was what was on Josh Jacobs, but, but yeah, everything you said, you said is correct. I think with Jacobs, you, when you get like these top running backs, you know, coming from Alabama, all the tools look great early in his career, kind of a forgotten guy, you know, new, new, new regime comes in, you know, never really smashed, never really looked elite. 
And then he just gets out there and everything everything clicks for him. I also think it's the timing of this too, in a sense where like, if this was week three, like we'd all be super excited, but I don't think we'd be talking like, Oh, how did we all met? Like all, all this other stuff. Um, again, I've got, I have a main event team. That's, that's really good. That got in with Josh Jacobs on it. Kenneth Walker's on that team. Just like I, that team's really nice. Um, so I do have a Josh Jacobs share or two, uh, but I, he certainly wasn't, wasn't like a, I think what it is is every everybody's if you're doing enough volume, you're gonna have J- Josh Jacobs. But he wasn't a guy that people were necessarily targeting as their mid to late round, like a mid round guy that they had to have. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the build too. Like if you were doing a hero RB build or a zero RB build, he was a target. Um, I don't necessarily think he was a target if you went three running backs in the first five rounds to the type deal. So the way that you like to build your roster also too steers you away from certain types of players. So I think that has to do it as, as, as well, but overall, obviously Josh Jacobs has had a, has had a uh, marvelous year. We'll see if he plays. Right. Um, that team you're describing with Jacobs and Walker. I mean, I know you that must have two or three great receivers on it. They could have Diggs, lamb Adams, Mark Andrews, like you're pro- Jalen Hurts or Murray, you're probably really stacked there. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's on that on that team. Jefferson, Jefferson. Okay. So that that team's a nice a nice team. All right, so yes, uh, you are correct. Here's my game in the semifinals in another FPC league against Matt, and this was we did a potathon late August. This was an eleven o'clock p.m. Eastern draft. You and I drafted it together. Late behind the curtain. You traded your share of this team for uh, <laughs> my share of another team, yes. which was, you know, above board. So I've been running this thing ten and two, one seed against Matt, who is really good. And, yeah, um, and this might have been the draft I remember. He goes Connor in the second. I feel like in this, I could I could be wrong. I mean, I can't remember anything, but I think he might have gone. I'm gonna get it. Get it. Pull it up because I want to know. I want to know how. Um, I think I, th- I think he goes Connor in the second, and he was on the show. Yes, live on the show. Yep, yep. So, Working yeah, on. I mean, Jacobs has 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 been the guy this year. Forty eight catches. I'm sorry, forty catches on forty eight targets. Like, she's just been awesome. And that and then that run he had. Eighty. I mean, he's running away from guys. Eighty six yard uh, touchdown run. There it is, Connor in the second. I can't remember anything, Mike. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. But you ask me who, who Matt Schauf took in the second round of an FBG six months ago, three months ago. I'm on it. AJ Brown, Waddle, Bateman, that stinks. But Josh Jacobs, bang, there, there he is. We're the three. We're the in three. That draft? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jefferson, Andrews, Higgins, Hall. Oh. Uh, Hall is many. Yep, Penny, but Hall was oh Rashad White though. What about Um, uh, what about Pierce quickly going forward? Yeah, Pierce going forward. That's a great question. I know his schedule is is, isn't great. He's got like you know back to back weeks of like eight yards rushing, and I know their their O line has just been really really bad. But the the target volumes there to keep him, I think startable as an RB two. I think he's talented enough. It's just what you expect. It's just kind of the the fear of having a running back that is more of a grinder or a plotter on a really bad offense. These weeks tend to happen. They happen to be back-to-back weeks 
kind of important weeks, but I, th- I still think you're probably starting in moving forward unless you have um, unless you have some teams that are really deep at running back. Josh Jacobs, a huge story. We'll see if he plays this week. That would change things a lot. How about Deshaun Watson being back this week? Speaking of Matt, that team we just showed, we were texting about how we're playing each other, and he said, I know he told you this on the Draft Sharks podcast on Monday, he has to decide between Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. One of these these five FPC teams for me is Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. How many quarterbacks this week at the Texans would you rank ahead of Watson? Do you know? Well, I know Draft Sharks has him ranked 10th overall in their quarterback rankings. To me, it's more of a – how many would I rank over him? I would probably – I would go Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, Lawrence – Lamar, Gino, I'd probably put him ninth. Prescott? I think I'd play him over Prescott just because I I only based on, is there there a revenge narrative? Is there something in there where like Deshaun, and that would make, that's what makes me almost want to put him a little bit, a a little bit higher is because I've, you know, I kind of want to take out what I saw. I remember us being in Canton when he played and just watching him for the six seconds, he was in that preseason game when we were Bad. at the Expo in Kenton, he was, he was terrible. He looked awful. And now he hasn't played in almost two years. I mean, it's like now we're in the fantasy playoffs, man. I can't have my quarterback throw up for eight points, but so maybe that's where Prescott is a little bit safer, but um, is fields going to play if fields plays, I probably put fields out of him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on just that, 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 that rushing ability. But what about Tua? Tua? I don't, I think the matchups, Hard enough to me, Deshaun Watt. Like, what's he gonna do rushing wise? Like, if Deshaun Watt's gonna run for 50, 50, then I'm starting to do Deshaun Watson. Me too. Yeah. What do you think? Because I've got a lot, I've got a I've got a team, uh, or I have one team where I've got to decide. Now I don't I don't think I have these decisions. I've got like Watson and Daniel Jones and Jared Goff on one team, and I, I'm I think I'm definitely starting Watson, but I feel like what are the odds you think of him just putting up an absolute dud? I think the odds are better that he smashes than that. Yeah. I mean, play, playing Watson this week, you know, over Jackson or somebody that we've talked about here is ballsy. By the way, shout out Christian Pulisic. Uh, oh. Amazing. Amazing. Let's go. <laughs> oh, speaking of ball, oh, I get it. Ballsy. What a, it. what a stud. What a stud. <laughs> um, I mean, I never do revenge narrative, but he's back in that stadium and he's going to be trying to prove a point to the fans, to the organization that he thinks, not the fans, but the team he thinks wronged him. So, I mean, that could go off. Also, Brissett was pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little bit, it could go the other way. Um Kyler Murray is off this week. I have a team with uh, Murray and Watson, and there's no choice. Yeah. Unless I figure something else out on waivers. I don't know, but most of me wants to expect him to be the player he was two years ago. He's not too old. He's been practicing. You know, he's practiced for most of this time, even if in Houston he was lining up at safety (laughs) at the beginning (laughs) of training camp last year. I don't know. I guess guess I'm maybe like 70-30 in favor or toward him having a good game than the consensus. So I might 
not put him any higher than the draft sharks guys did, but I don't think I'd put him any lower or much lower Tua, the matchup. Yes, but damn, I know Hill Waddle. It's just so pure Miami. Um, if San Francisco can score Toronto Armstead hurt for Miami is probably bad, but I'm not, I'm definitely not, uh, going hard to try to avoid playing Tua this week. I mean, you, you gotta just trust what you're getting almost every week from Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, to a low end QB one, I think that's the whole thing about Deshaun too. Deshaun, low, low end QB, QB one. I mean, there aren't going to be many teams that are going to have two of them. Although Deshaun Watson, now if you had, if you had Gino or Lamar or any of these guys, you've been sitting on Deshaun, maybe you do have two QB, QB one. Right. Right. He, he could be on anybody's roster. Correct. He could be it within the player profiler with Louie at FFWC. We have Allen and Watson. Right. That team's that team's thirtieth overall. We're like, you know, we'll move to Watson if it helps us win the whole thing. Like, yeah. so any, any team could have Watson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, like, I think if you've got Allen, obviously, to me, Allen, Mahomes, like all those elite guys, you're starting. They're safer. They get the higher upside and all that type of stuff. But it helps, like, for this game, Deshaun Watson's going to be in in Houston, so the weather's going to going to be not a factor. So, like, even situations like that where if you get him lot paired up with maybe like um i don't know i'm trying to see who else is in that range uh fields against green bay maybe chicago maybe it's gross there like maybe you know it could be snowing for all we know so maybe that's a factor but um so yeah there's different things like that but two uh yeah i'm certainly looking to get him in the lineups i mean everything's clicking for them um from a from a nfl bills narrative i'd like to see someone challenge them a little bit i feel like they've just been eat like cute they've been crushing these teams and playing these teams back with, you know, bad quarterback play. So it'd be nice to see a shootout there for fantasy sake and for NFL uh, bill's sake there. But, um, but yeah. Hey, so if, if they, if they win in San Francisco, watch, I out. know, I know what, what watch out is, is, is right. Bill's need a little, can we get some help? Can someone beat the chiefs, the dolphins, please? Come on. You definitely take one of those this week. One of the other Cincinnati has the chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence, definitely. Lawrence or Watson, Lawrence. At Detroit. Lawrence. Yep, for sure. Okay, what's next? Pick it. Hold on. Pick it or Watson. Pick it against the Falcons. Watson. Watson. I, well, they're next to each other in the rankings, which is why I asked, but I'm clearly Watson there for sure. Yeah, we're for close. Sure. Okay. okay. Um, so we got some not – we want to talk a little bit about some not-so-obvious league winners here. Um, I didn't really know what to call it. But I'm just, I was just looking at the, the schedule here to, down the stretch and wanted to talk about some players that maybe – um, some not so obvious players that can win you the championships. And it might not even be guys that you're questioning to put in the lineup. Um, Cause some of these guys are taking a little bit higher. Some of these guys are a little, a little, little bit lower, but at this point, like the schedule is so big and the matchups and the health and all that type stuff. And one of the things I was, I was looking at was, you know, um, kind of some, so some running backs and schedules down the stretch of some, so some players that, uh, might slide into the starting lineup. And I just, I really want to dig in on, or I wanted to dig in on, on Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs, 22 carries la- last week. And he has the third best schedule the last three weeks of the year. He gets Houston, Seattle, and Denver. Now, Denver's not a great matchup, but Houston and Seattle are superb matchups for the running back. But then they just signed Melvin Gordon. And I just, don't know. I feel like there's going to be a running back there 
Um, I still think it might be Pacheco, but if they're willing to give him 22 carries, the weather gets worse. I feel like it's every year with Kansas City. It's always a guy, you know, whether it's Damian Williams. There's just always like what a random running back that pops up, um, whether it's the NFL playoffs or whether it's fantasy playoffs. And with their schedule and with their offense and kind of lack of, you know, explosive receiving um, kind of options. I know, obviously, Kelsey's one of the all-time greats in the pass catching the, the department as far as getting open and run after the catch. But you saw that game last week. They were trying to establish the, the, the run there a little, a little bit more. Uh, so I think Pacheco, uh, and if it's not Pacheco, maybe it's Gordon, somebody there. I think you're going to want to get your hands on these Chiefs running backs. Maybe Gordon's available. Maybe somebody dropped him last week after he got cut. But I think but before the end of the year, one of these Chiefs running backs is going to have something to say. They're pretty tough to start. I mean, Pacheco the last two weeks has been okay, but there's really he – got, he got in the end zone. Kansas City is doing what I would do if I owned a team the last couple of weeks. Trading for Kadarius Toney, adding Melvin Gordon, why not? <laughs> adding Brian Edwards, why not? Adding Brandon Williams today, Ravens defensive interior lineman for a long time. Why not? Like, that's how you would do it in fantasy. Right. You, know, you, you would just try to get everybody you think you might need. You know you never have enough guys. And you and I are in Western New York. That's what worries me about the Bills. The Bills, the only kind of that the Bills have done is at running back. And I don't know, the best running back on the team is Duke Johnson, who doesn't play. They've got Naheem Hines, who's going to catch the ball, but no. They've got James Cook, who's going to catch the ball, but no. Singletary is second on the team in receptions, who had the worst PFF receiving grade in the league, and now they're signing John Brown. So you can't be – I don't want to be two-faced about it. Signing John Brown is like – it's an act. So that's good. It's better than doing nothing. Had they not done it, you and I never would have thought of it as an option. But Beckham is like the – the big fish and Von Miller said tonight that he'll be visiting with the bills on Friday, but I don't think they can, they have the capacity to sign him to years. I don't think they want to, I don't know that, but that's always sort of screamed Dallas to me. Anyway, the points about Melvin Gordon, I, I think probably it's insurance, you know, and Pacheco and McKinnon are giving them really all that they need, which is, you know, for them, hopefully not fumbling, uh, you know, moving the chains and whatnot. But they're not looking for home run hitters or anything like that. It's just one more way, a guy with experience who can catch the ball, who can play. Edwards is interesting the way they've sort of been grasping at wide receiver. But, you know, I just I like the uh, attack mode of the Chiefs here. And Pacheco is fine. I mean, that, uh, he has to if he breaks one, one of these, these carries he gets – then um, that's awesome. But that hasn't really happened at all yet on a team with Mahomes and Kelsey and the weapons they have. You'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then two more guys quick. Um, and and they, again, these aren't guys. So one of them, Alvin, Alvin Kamara, not so obvious league winner. So he's got, he's he's RB15 on the, on the season, which shocked me when I went and looked because um, I just feel like he hasn't been uh, you know, a high-end RB2 all season. I think he's had one uh, amazing game that's kept him up there as far as fantasy points. Gets Tampa this week in the first round. Not a not a great matchup, but see it. Um, the Saints kind of own 
Tampa the last couple of couple of years. So that could be an ugly game where he gets involved. And then he, and then he has a bye. And so this is this is this is a guy where like if you can somehow squeak into the three week race with Kamara on your team with a not a great matchup and then a bye week, it's going to be hard to get through. Maybe you already have the automatic bid. He gets Atlanta, Cleveland, <clears throat> excuse me, and Philly down the stretch. That's that that's the number one by far strength of schedule uh, d- down the stretch. So he, again, he's not a guy that you're probably tinkering with putting in your lineup unless maybe you do have like um, a Saquon Barkley and a Josh Jacobs later on. Like, well, you know, do I have room for, 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 for Barkley to, to start? He's a guy that I think the teams that can get into that three week race with Alvin Kamara. I think you're going to see some of those teams at the, at the end, the top five teams have, have Alvin Kamara on their, on, on their team. And I've then, got another uh, screen share for you. Oh boy, he's got he's he's got one. So that's a main event team on the left that Bobby I co-owned with, with Louis G. Uh, that is already qualified. Perfect. There, there it is. M- music to, to to your ears. Let's scroll down. Music. T. Higgins. Jacoby. Oh my gosh, Jacoby. Austin. Slow, Hooper. slow down. You cannot be. You cannot be like. Oh, he's got Jacoby. He's got Austin Hooper. He's got. <laughs> You know, just relax. Relax. <laughs> Pickens, you you know how I feel about about George Pickens. Okay, me too. I love him. I love him. Oh, this team's got Trey McBride. Trey McBride, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Oh yeah, Gino. It doesn't have it doesn't have Richie James, but it's still good. Oh god, the stories. Um, Richie James, I love it. <laughs> keeps him alive. He's running, running so pure. And then I have one more, and then we got a get through this quick because I'm going on the goat district soon here. Oh yeah. Uh, that's right. We got, we got the goats tonight. D- what time d- is that on? That's, that's, that's nine, 9 PM to the, tonight. Is it on TBS? Is, is it on a nine Oh five? Right. Is it, is it nine Oh five or is set it your, nine sharp? Set, set your dial 9 PM uh, oh. t- TBS right after family matters and full house. Um, <laughs> DJ Moore, number one wide receiver schedule down the stretch, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa Bay, all good weather games because they're either at home or they're in a dome. He's been great with everybody this year, but Baker Mayfield. So I think he's going to be absolutely fine down the stretch. He was fine last year when he didn't have Baker Mayfield. So I think he's going to be a guy that you're going to be, Hey, do I put him in my lineup? I mean, you're not cutting him. Obviously is this a guy I can trust? I think he's going to, I think you're going to want to get him into your lineup the last three weeks with those matchups. Um, I've got a ton of D- DJ Moore. Hopefully I, I can get through with him to, to the three-week race. Um, I've got a lot of him in Kentucky, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Um, so hopefully he can he can help me win, win a bunch of money there. I love that you were so quick on the TBS uh, lineup. <laughs> For me, that's always CBS, Summerall, and Madden, because this is our age difference. Sure. Late in the four o'clock CBS game every week, they'd have that promo up for what's on after the game. Okay. After football, 60 minutes. <laughs> seen at its usual time on the West Coast. Yep. Then the CBS Sunday night movie. That's my niece. <laughs> That's my starring a, a river. Alan Thick. <laughs> Shakira. Bobby Knight, and in the role he was born to play, <laughs> Keenan Thompson. 
Just I, like the names were always these random, random TV movie names. And I saw Madden one time on an NFL films thing make fun about how, oh, I forgot. I left it out. I left it out of the, of the bit. 60 minutes and then an all new episode of Murder, she wrote. And that's right. And Madden would, they would make fun of how long Summerall would pause between Murder and she wrote because there was that comma. <laughs> and then Murder, she wrote. Then the CBS say. Sunday Night movie, that's my niece. That's whatever. You know, just like this most ridiculous concept of a movie. Uh, yes. Love that. He, I, when I think 60 minutes, I think of a 60 minutes and then the tick, the tick, clock. Tick, 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 for like 60 minutes. I feel like it's sitting there. They would um, always say, they still do, seen at its usual time on the West Coast. Yep, on the West Coast. No confusion. You don't <laughs> want anybody to be confused on don't the West confused. Coast. What time it is. Wait, when what? is 60 minutes on? Don't got to miss it. Don't got to miss it. ML asks, what do you guys think? For Brandon Ayuk, weeks 15 to 17 championship rounds gets Seattle, Washington, and the Raiders. Fine. Uh, fine. Yeah, you're starting, you're starting Niners, especially, you know, Ayuk's been their number one receiver down, you know, the last month. Uh, so yeah, I think again, he's probably gonna be in that range for you where you've got to decide, have make some tough decisions. But I, I would certainly lean towards him. Um, losing Eliza Mitchell, I think helps everybody. Cause he was kind of the piece that came in. Like I was the guy like, Hey, hold Elijah Mitchell. Cause he could be a factor. Well, he was a factor. And of course more injuries to him, but yeah, you're, you're going to want to start your Niners did it down the stretch. Would you start Ayuk over Debo this week? Yes. <sighs> Maybe not with, without Mitchell depends on McCaffrey too. McCaffrey. We don't know. I can tell you that, that the projections and I haven't even, I haven't looked at this, so don't kill me draft shark, but the, the, the projections will probably favor Ayuk, but I just feel like there's an, there's a squeaky wheel. Like it happened to Debo three or four weeks ago. Like he was quiet for two weeks. Then he absolutely exploded. I think there's a, there's a squeaky wheel. Like, Hey, we got to get this guy more involved. Now we've got Elijah Mitchell out. So maybe Debo gets more involved uh, in the running game too, which he hasn't been. So uh, but the projections, I'm sure, will 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 favor Ayuk. When are you going to read the shark bites? I know the sh- I do read the shark bites. These guys are killing. <laughs> One time I don't read the shark bites. Unbelievable. <laughs> These guys. Read the, hashtag read the shark bites. Unbelievable. All right, everybody. Good luck in the first FFPC playoff week. Otherwise, important weeks in regular seasons. Follow us on Twitter at Shope Talk at Adam underscore Krautwurst. Good luck in the high stakes playoffs. And we will see you next week, Tuesday night, probably. Usually we we bounce around, but probably Tuesday night. Follow at DeepEndFF1 to find out for sure. Thanks for watching and listening. Powered by DraftSharks, we're the Deep End. Mike and Adam, good night. See you guys.